Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. We just want to welcome him right now. Come on, let's just welcome him. Right now. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah. If you have your Bibles, grab them if you would and go with me to Acts chapter 2. Oh, man. I'm just thankful for the presence of the Holy Spirit. He's here. If you're new in church and you don't know exactly what's happening right now, and you're, but you sense something, it's Him. It's His presence in this room. And, well, you know he's here. Yeah, he breaks all chains. He's so good. Acts chapter 2. I want to read four verses and just share for a few moments. And I really just, I don't know, I just feel that we're going to invite him in and just to let him have his way this morning. But I just want to hang out for a few moments. Is that okay if we spend some time in the Word together? Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 2. If you don't have your Bibles, check out the Version app as well. It's a really cool app that you can use. But I want to read verses 1 through 4. And it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, oh man, they were all with one accord in one place. Oh man, when you get in one place and you get in one accord, verse two happens. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and it set upon each of them, and they were all, somebody say all, filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. I want to pray, and then I just want to hang out for a few moments, and then just make some space in our lives this morning for the Holy Spirit to come and do everything he wants to do. Would you pray with me? I want to pray first. So, Father, we just, we're humble, we're honored, we're so thankful for all that you're doing. Faith in you and this body of people, Lord, that you're continuing to grow and build. And, Lord, we just ask you today, Lord, to just let your Holy Spirit be the center of this place. And all that we say, all that we do, may all glory be brought to your son, Jesus. And I thank you today for the presence of the Spirit of God who is in this room, Lord. And I just thank you for that when you come, Lord, you clear the clutter, you change hearts, you change lives. And I thank you for what you're going to do this morning in this place in Jesus' name. Church, would you say it with me? Amen. 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 That means let it be. Amen. Oh, man, I just sense his presence so strong this morning. And I, I want to just kind of feel like this more than anything, kind of solidify in the word what God is doing in the spirit right now and some things that are taking place. And so I want to jump back into a series we're in. And I love seeing his word just become real. And I feel like we're seeing that as we are looking right now in a series called The Acts of the Church, where we are looking right in the book of Acts, reading straight from scripture, drawing, asking the Lord to do in our lives what he did then. And because we believe this, what the Holy Spirit began in the church, the early church, he wants to do now. 
Amen. There's, there's, there's miracles have not ceased. Salvation has not ceased. Freedom from strongholds, depressions, entire cities gets, it has not ceased. Amen. And it happens when the church gets in one accord. And when we go after God together and we're, we're seeing measures, I believe of that happening right now. And I believe we're going to see more as we go into 24 and into this book together, we're going to see things that the Holy Spirit has been wanting wanting to do in our lives for a long time. Amen. Has been doing in measure, but I believe we're going to see it in greater. Amen. And what we see here in the church, we've been looking in the series at game changers in the early church that have been the things that kind of help shape them. And we want him and them, those things to shape us today. Amen. And so I want to talk about this morning. I want to talk about the title of the message is just simply this. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit. We saw a couple of weeks back where Jesus gave the promise of the Holy Spirit. And I love it, man. How many of those God's promises are yes and amen? He is faithful to his promises. And so he said, if you go get in Jerusalem, get in this place together, get in one mind, one accord, I will send another to you. And God is faithful to his promise. And the promise of the Holy Spirit became the presence of the Holy Spirit. Aren't you thankful when the promises of God become the presence in your life and you get to see those things actually taking place in your life? And so that is, I believe, the biggest thing in the church that shifted and shaped the church because Jesus told them, do not go start this thing called church, ministry, those things that I'm asking of you to do. Don't do them until we're going to see in this series of folks who tried it on their own. Amen. When you try it on your own, things will fail miserably. But he says, so do not do this until I send the promise to you. And I love it. The promise became the presence. And so the presence of the Holy Spirit, he shows up and he changes the entire place where they were gathered. Now, there are many things, and we will see a lot of these things unfold in this series. But I want to zero in on a few this morning shortly that I see in this passage that the Holy Spirit does and that we need to make sure, I mean, let's make sure this morning we see the Holy Spirit for who he is. And, uh, and I do not want us to miss that. So number one is this, is that he is from heaven. That may sound elementary to some who maybe have been in a spirit-filled church or maybe have been a part of this thing for a long time. That may seem elementary to you, but, but there are a lot of folks who have never heard and understand that the Holy Spirit is just straight from the throne room, amen? And he is from heaven and he came to earth. And the same way we celebrate Jesus coming to earth and, 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 and on Christmas, on that day of Pentecost, it was the coming of the Holy Spirit to the church, amen? Now we see shifts and little measures of these things in the Old Testament where the Holy Spirit would show up, come on people. You would see just glimpses, I want to say, of that. But it was wild that we see now, he says in the new, Jesus is going to send in full measure the Holy Spirit. How many knows like he's here already? Amen. But we can say, like, get ourselves sensitive to the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. And so we see this, and I want you to see this in the passage, that it's straight from heaven. He is straight from the throne room. We believe again that this good God we're talking about called the Holy Spirit part of this triune Godhead. 
So if anyone has said, well, that's kind of weird and that's kind of freaky and that's not real, listen, from the Bible, I want to trust the Bible more than I trust anybody else's voice in my life. Amen. This is what we see. Verse 2 again says, and suddenly... Oh, man, I love those moments that suddenly when he shows up, suddenly there came a sound. Where from? From heaven. And so when we think about this this morning, we're thinking about him. And and if you're saying, like, why are you saying he instead of it? You know, I've heard it referred to as it was in the house or it was strong today. And we may use that terminology, but he's personal. Amen. And he wants to be be personal in your life. And so this is really cool. He is a sound that comes from heaven. Now, they had gathered, and three times a year that they would have to gather, all the men would come together for these Jewish feasts and festivals. It starts on Passover when they come in the spring and gather. But this was a gathering of men. And we're going to see this. Man, please don't miss any message in this series. If you're out of town, go listen to it because I'm serious. I want you to hear every word of the book of Acts, how powerful there's so much there. It's just so much in it. But we see here on on this Feast of Pentecost, it was also referred to as not just the Feast of Pentecost. It was the day of first fruits. No, it's not, it's not an accident. It's not an, just a mere coincidence that we see here in the book of Acts the first fruits of salvation unfold when the gospel is going to be preached by Peter. And this is what's awesome. Now that great harvest of millions today of those who know Christ started with the first fruits of salvation when the Holy Spirit came into the room. Now, this is glorious because we see here it was the Holy Spirit showing up. Now, Pentecost, it just means 50th. Some of you are like, well, I thought it was like means freaky. I thought it meant like you're weird if you're, if that, you're in any way have anything to do with those things. Now, this is what I want you to see. It was the 50th. There was seven weeks and a day when we, after Passover, on the 50th day, the Spirit of God comes. And this is the glorious thing. I want us to see Pentecost for what it is. It was the birth of the church. And it was the thing that that I believe catapulted them to go to the place to where they say, we want to turn this crazy, messed up world upside down with the gospel of Jesus. They were empowered to be witnesses for him. And it happened when the Holy Spirit came into the room on that day. Now, I I have shared with you, if you've been around, you may have heard like some of my story of coming to Christ. I've saved at a very young age. I'm thankful for coming and finding Christ and him finding me and that experience. Man, nothing will replace that for me. I was nine years of age. Oh man, radical life changing at nine. I'm serious. I believe this. How many of those you don't have to wait till you're 1990 or none of those things. Right now, today, whatever age you are, he can come into the room and transform your life. He did that for me. Nine years of age. I was sitting on the li- in my living room. I was sitting on my couch. I'll never forget it. I was sitting on the couch. My father was sitting on the recliner. We was watching Christian TV because that's what you watched in my house. Amen. And but we were watching it. And I, 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 that day, the gospel came alive to me. 
life changing. Like that moment, like for you, like if the gospel has never become real to you, today is a day of salvation for you. And so when you say this, I put my faith in what Christ did for me. I heard this guy share the gospel, Mark, and he was telling about what Jesus did. And I said, I want him in my life. I said, yes to Jesus. My dad gets out of the recliner. He comes and he kneels beside me on that, beside that couch. And I say, yes to Jesus. Life changing. Thank you, Jesus. And I love this. We just got a text this week. One of the parents of our church led two of their sons to Christ at their home also. Amen. How many of those revivals come into the house? Amen. The fire of God is not just for the church. It's for the house, the whole house. And so, man, it was so cool. And, and Wednesday night, they came up to me like, we're getting baptized, PG. I was like, yeah, you are, bro. I cannot wait. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. But three years later, it was 1982. I'll never forget it. Two things shaped my life that year. And I, I will forever believe in the power of these two things. I read the Bible through. A church did a campaign, read the Bible through in 82. I read the Bible through for the first time. It radically began to change my little 12-year-old mind that I was reading. And I was like, man, this is wild. But something partnered with the, with the reading of God's word that year in 1982. I was in a church service, something like this. And it was a gentleman who got up and began to speak on and teach on the power of the Holy Spirit. And I didn't just see it as what I had seen him as before. Like kind of as, I, as that younger child sitting in that church watching some of what was happening in our church because of the power of the Holy Spirit. I did not no longer just see it as some type of weird. Some type of strange or just something that comes in and makes everybody act kind of. No, no. It was him. It was he, it was the third person of the God, a triune God who come down from heaven and according to Acts chapter 2 and who wants to be and dwell in my heart and life. And again, subsequent to salvation, there's also a filling of the Spirit of God that can come into your life. Go back and listen to that message where you're immersed over and over, dipped into the presence of the power of the Holy Spirit. That happened for me at 12 years of age. I was in a church service, much like this. The word was going forth. I, I, it became real to me that this is not it, this is him and I want him in my life. I want the power of the Holy Spirit in my life at 12. And so before I ever made it to the altar, they opened up the altar and I began to make my way down that aisle. Before I ever made it there, the presence of the Holy Spirit came over my life. And I was never the same again. Because he's real. And he is who I'm speaking about this morning. And the Holy Spirit today is someone who is sent from heaven. May we never, and, and if you have in the past, today is a day for that to change. If you've ever rejected the work of the Holy Spirit, maybe you heard teaching that says, listen, that's not for today. That's not for now. I can tell you it lines up with word and it lines up with my experience. It's not one or the other, but both of them today will say this, that he is real and he is from heaven. Heaven, and he wants to come into your life and radically change your heart and life forever. Now, this is what happens. Now, there was a friend of mine. He planted a church about the same time we planted Faith Renew Church. A friend of mine, we used to have conversations about this very thing. Or should I even, let me correct myself, this very one, him, the Holy Spirit. We used to talk and we have conversations. He said, well, Holy Spirit, that's not for now. That was, that was for then. And I would say, well, Bible says this. And I would share and I would show him and I would talk and we'd have conversations. And he planted his church around the same time we planted our church. And 
as his church went on, it was actually, it was growing, it was being blessed. There were some really great things happening. And he had some folks begin to attend his church who were filled with the Holy Spirit, baptizing the Holy Spirit. What we see in scripture, praying unto other tongues, operating in power, moving. Holy Spirit was using these people in their church. Like they were seeing people like healed and saved in a church that didn't believe in it. And you know, I mean, it was like miraculous things happen. And he goes to these folks and he calls me first and he says, I have this happening in my church. And I was like, come on, bro, praise God, dude, that's so awesome. And like some people do, he looked at me and he was like, is it okay if I send them to your church because I'm going to be asking them to leave my church? And I said, no, bro, do not do that. You know, and I said, but of course I said, yeah, please send them on. And he asked those folks to leave, to, to leave his church, and they did. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was the next year that church folded and closed down. Now, what's the difference? Like, are we bad or no? Absolutely not. But I want you to see something. When he's there, there's life. Where he is, there's fullness of joy. Where he is, there's salvation, there's victory. He's here and he is from heaven today. And so again, I want you to see the Holy Spirit in that light today. And not only is he, is he from heaven, secondly, this is what he does. He's life-changing. Like the Holy Spirit, when he comes into your heart and life, he is life-changing. And so again, we see this here. And I, I cannot stress this point enough. And, and, and I'm telling you, I would say it multiple, multiple, keep saying it. But listen, I want you to... You hear this? He is life changing. Like you see the guys starting from here. What what we see in Scripture, from testimonies of people in this room, from many throughout the history of time, when the Holy Spirit comes onto their heart and their life, everything changes. Now, this is wild because you see Peter. Peter was a guy who, again, radical, crazy, follower, disciple of Jesus. But when he sees Jesus arrested, when he sees things going south, he ultimately denies Jesus three times. And thank you for grace, Jesus. Amen. Because don't you need the grace of God too. Amen. But he does this. He denies him. One of those times, he was by a fire, and there was a servant girl there by the fire with him. And was like, wait a minute. Aren't you? And he does this. He denies, and is it is because of this he is not empowered with the Holy Spirit to stand up and proclaim what he should be saying in that moment. But everything changed when suddenly came in the room. Everything shifted. We're going to hear next week this guy named Peter who in front of a, a servant girl could not be bold by the fire. But when the fire got upon him, amen, the fire of God began to move in his life. And he began to stand up and 3,000 people come to know Jesus because this is life-changing, life-giving power. So this is what takes place when the Holy Spirit comes into your heart. Radical transformation. That's how you know. Like I believe, I believe you can come to this church and not be radically changed. It's pretty hard because lots of people in here going after this thing. Amen. It's going to be difficult. But how do I know it's possible? I've seen it. I've seen people come. I've seen people go. And man, it breaks my heart when I see them not change. And listen, you. It's it's tough. It hurts because again, when you see that take place, but I've never seen someone. Counter him and their life not forever change. 
The Holy Spirit comes into your heart and is like, and so that little radical, crazy 12-year-old Terry, man, was doing stuff like, man, that didn't make sense. I, I remember, I could tell you story after story, I don't have time, but I remember like in middle school, walking to school with a friend who lived down the road and going to middle school and in the early 80s, walking into school, this dude was smoking pot in middle school, going to, I mean, walking to class, burning it, I mean, just burn it down. So we're walking down the sidewalk, down the old Leaser Bridge Road, man, true story. Burn it down. And he was like, man, here you go, bro. You know, I didn't do that because I'm awesome. No, bro. You, you got to understand it. It's the power. Of, some of you are trying today to get victory in areas. You'll never be able to do it on your own strength, but the power of the Holy Spirit will radically transform your life forever. It's what he will do in your life when you come to him. And I heard this. Friday night was like awesome. It was really cool if you didn't make it. There's a door just continuing to be burst wide open for this church to be just totally transparent. This is a place of safety and freedom and healing. And there are people getting that and walking in that. But this passage in Isaiah 61 kept getting shared about, about what God wants to do when he comes. And, and, and this is in Luke chapter 4, a fulfillment of that. I want to read it quickly. Verse 18, chapter 4 of Luke. Jesus saying in red letter, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is what he says. He says, because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and set at liberty those who are oppressed. Summarize it, PT. Everything changes when he comes in. Amen. Everything shifts. Radical transformation. And there are so many things that you can think about, like when you start seeing the description of the Holy Spirit as a sound from heaven. Man, I'm telling you, I believe there's going to be a sound rise up in this church greater than any other sound in the world that's going to be, uh, be something that shakes the heavens and it's going to change hearts and lives forever. This is what happens. Listen, there's a sound that comes. It was a wind that began to blow. Now, you can't go out into a windstorm or wind, when the wind's heavy and not recognize like something's there. You can't see the wind, but you see the effects of the wind. They didn't see the Holy Spirit, but they saw the effects of the Holy Spirit. They saw the results, the life-changing, transformational power that took place when he comes onto the scene. Now, it also describes, again, I don't have time to just go into all of these, but, but he also describes him as fire. Now, it's... Uh, it's really interesting to me that, again, we could talk a lot of things about fire. Fire can destroy, amen. We, we've, you know, I was a firefighter for almost seven years. Uh, we've seen that. We had just had a family here who we love, and their house was destroyed. They were destroyed, amen. But their house was, and, and, and we, again, we see what can take place when, when fire comes onto the scene. I believe one of the things about fire, you know, we can see from Scripture that there will be an eternal fire one day, in hell it's a picture of that but there's also a picture of fire that we see here and I love that Jesus is so good and it's like let me show them what fire can also do amen and when they come to me and when it's my fire from for them he actually does this he comes in and he sets upon each of them 
Now, oh, this is so good. Thank you. Yeah, it was a purifying work. I shared this in the first service, and I didn't have a picture of it, so I actually did this. I, I went in between services, pulled my cameras up in my house, and I snapped a picture of something. And, and I want to describe it first if it's not up there yet. Let me describe this real quick. Oh, there it is. All right, let me go ahead and just go ahead and keep rolling. All right, this here is a picture of our yard. All right, if you don't know, we new moved into a house in July, and we're trying to get grass growing. And uh, how many knows it's not always most successful thing that can happen when you're trying to do some of these things. <clears throat> but we had something that we did. We, uh, we, we had an area where there was just massive pile of just trees and limbs and stuff that was there. And it was just, I mean, it's a pile. Danny, my neighbor, can attest for he saw this. This was a, when I say massive, I actually have pictures of it. I didn't bring them. But massive, the, the, the amount of stuff that was, that was in that pile. And so I was like, man, this is a big pile. One of the workers that came out, they did this and threw it out there. And I'm like, I, I did this. I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and add to the pile. I went and cut stuff and did some, got rid of some things I wanted to get rid of. I just made the pile bigger. I mean, those we make our piles bigger sometime. <clears throat> How many knows we can add to our own pile sometime and, uh, and, and, and because of what we do. But one day I, I went out and I, I wanted to set this thing on fire. Danny came over and he he's, has a lot more wisdom than me. And so he had to show me how to do this. And we set this thing on fire and it began to burn and it was wild to see the magnitude of this fire. It burned and burned all the way down. After it was all said and done, I planted some grass seed and went back to life. And I want you to look at something in my yard. If you haven't figured it out yet, I believe you're pretty smart. That big old green spot right in the center of my yard is where that fire was at. Because fire will do this. It will purify it will remove, John, the stuff, the things, the, the things that need to go. And we're talking about clear, just clean out the clutter in my life, Pur, purify the Holy Spirit, the fire of God will do that. He'll come and he'll set upon your life and he will do this for me and you. And so again, he is life changing. And thirdly, I want you to see this this morning. He is for everyone. You've got to understand that this, this Holy Spirit that I'm speaking of this morning, he is for you. He, he came to this earth, and, and you see this over and over and over in, in the Bible. Like all who come to him, whoever calls on the name of the Lord, like all of these people who were in this place of coming together, going after God in one mind and one of court, all of them, all of them, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. And so if the enemy has ever lied to you, and said, well, no, that's not you. You're not like those others. You've done too much. Listen, I want you to understand today, the Holy Spirit came from heaven, and he is radical transformation, life-giving power, and he came for you today. He is the one who will do this in your life when you see him. And I want you to understand, as we go through Scripture, I could, do, I could spend a lot of time and take you through Scripture where you see Jesus himself get empowered with the Spirit on his own life and go do the work. You, you can see it where he releases the authority and the power to the disciples to do the same. And you see it in measure. But you see it upon this day when he sends the Holy Spirit down, a full measure of the presence of the Holy Spirit come. And he's here forever for everyone today who will call on him. 
Every person, every person who calls on him will see this. And in Luke chapter 11, verse 9 through 13, this is a powerful, please hear this verse. Do not miss this verse. Like for some, like, man, I've actually had conversations. I know people who for years in their life, who actually thought this because some were told things by pastors who meant well but were terribly biblically wrong and said, because of what you've done in your life, you can't receive the Holy Spirit. Know them. I've seen them. I could... We've seen it in our own house, sitting there praying. One precious saint who is now with, with the Father, man, she is with the Lord, sat in my house and told us that story and for years in her life believes that she could not have the Holy Spirit. And we did something in my house. We opened this book up and we read this scripture to her. And we let her see that she is a part of everyone. She is a part of all who call. And in verse uh, 9 of Luke 11, it says this, So I say to you, what's Jesus say? This is what I want you to see, not, not what everybody else says, not what, what I'm saying, not what another pastor says. What does he say? Jesus said this. What's the red What does the word of God say? He said, so I say, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. And hear this, verse 11, if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? That, I mean, again, what good father would do that? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If then, being, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, Listen, I, some people are like, man, what is Jesus saying? He's calling me evil. In comparison to him as father, you may be a great father, you may have had one, but in comparison to the father above, we are evil and, and compared. Please understand that. But if you know how to give good gifts, and that's what good fathers do, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Did you hear? Some people say, I've read that passage. I didn't know he was speaking about the Holy Spirit. That's who he was speaking about. How much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And so I want you, if you would, to do this, please. I want you to stand. And he's here today. But what, I want to, what do I want to do? I just want more of him. I want to ask him to continue to come, continue to fill our hearts, continue to fill our lives this morning. And so before I open up an altar right now, I want to take a moment again I, I just, Adam, if you would, just lead us in that course one more time, if you would. And just, I, I want us this morning to just make this song our prayer as we ask today the Holy Spirit to just come and feel and flood our hearts this morning. Yeah, let's just worship him right there where you're standing. Let's just begin to dishonor the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit to come. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.